Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss our new climate czar, John Kerry. Under the next administration, we're going to have a climate czar. John Kerry is going to have the job of saving the planet. I have to admit that when his appointment was first announced, I thought, this is great. I've got four years of making fun of hypocrisy because the climate change debate is stuffed full of people flying around the planet in private jets talking about carbon emissions. John Kerry's personal carbon footprint must put him in the top one hundredth of one percent on the planet. I doubt he's joined TSA PreCheck because he'd never use it. He's part of the crowd that is telling the world to lower emissions. I don't think the average voter is paying much attention because so far America's success in reducing emissions has largely come from turning off coal plants in favor of natural gas. And that's been driven to a large degree by economics because natural gas is so cheap in America. The truth is that climate change shouldn't be a partisan issue. It's an issue that all of us should care about, regardless of political affiliation. That's from three years ago. We'll see if it remains a non-partisan issue. What I find really most annoying about climate extremists is that they're so extreme. At their worst, they're nut jobs. Nobody wants to wreck the planet by heating it up. But like any other potential risk, we've got to consider the cost benefit of each solution. If you really believe, like AOC and the rest of the lunatic fringe of the Democrat Party, if you really believe that the planet has 10 years left, then you'd seize on every possible solution. You'd be promoting nuclear power because it's clean. You'd be promoting natural gas aggressively all over the world as a substitute for coal-burning power plants because that's our best bet to reduce emissions in a big way over the next few years. But they don't do that. Instead, the climate extremists insist on a purist approach that mandates solar panels, windmills, and batteries. So it'll be interesting to watch our new climate sir, John Kerry. One good sign is that his orientation is outside America. No country alone can solve this challenge. Even the United States, for all of our industrial strength, is responsible for only 13% of global emissions. We don't hear this often enough, but if the world is going to lower emissions, America's already doing that, whereas many other countries are not, China and India being the biggest examples. If John Kerry devotes his time to flying around the world telling developing countries they need to do more, that's better for America. I'd rather we lectured other countries than the American people. It's true, our CO2 emissions per head are among the highest in the world, but they're trending down. China's emissions are the biggest in the world and rising, even though per head they're much lower, but there are 1.4 billion Chinese all striving for Western living standards, which uses more energy. The road ahead is exciting, actually. It means creating millions of middle-class jobs. 
It means less pollution in our air and ocean. It means making life healthier for citizens across the world. And it means we will strengthen the security of every nation in the world. I think this is more political rhetoric. Every climate extremist says that we'll create lots of new jobs by using more renewables. But whether it's good for growth depends on your alternative. If the planet has 10 years left, then any new jobs that we create in heading that off are more jobs than we'd have if the planet burned up. But economically, if we're going to divert resources to head off a future problem that isn't costing much today, then it should be obvious that we're not doing it to improve our situation today. We're doing it to head off a potential catastrophe. If we really are headed that way, then it doesn't matter whether we're creating new jobs or not. Politicians just slot that in there. We need higher energy prices to help the relative pricing of renewables. This will also help the energy sector. If Democrats don't pursue policies that raise energy prices, they're going to make it harder to increase the use of renewables. China burns half the world's coal because it's cheap. If coal costs more, they wouldn't use as much of it. Although I read just the other day that China will be importing record amounts of liquefied natural gas because of cold weather. They're also increasing their coal imports. So it's going to be very interesting watching our new climate czar, John Kerry, engaging with foreign countries. It can only be good for America because we're already at a very good place on climate change. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.